love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with The Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. G'day and welcome to the latest edition of Road Trips Australia, a new podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. Now, as I told you last week, listeners of the Camping and Off-Road Radio Show know that I've been travelling the country and encouraging people on the radio to get out there and see Australia, including dirt tracks, off-road camping locations, beach and bush spots. From the outback to the coast, we have tried to cover it all there. Now, with tens of thousands of caravans and motorhomes on Australian roads, we thought it was time that we would put together this podcast that focuses on road travel. But as I said last week, not everybody owns a caravan or camper trailer, a tent or even a swag for that matter, not even a four-wheel drive. But I believe no matter who you are and no matter what you drive and no matter how you accommodate yourself, everybody loves a road trip and that's what this is about. Road Trips Australia is for everybody. Each week I'll be joined by experts with loads of experience uh, in road travel, destinations of course, caravan park accommodation with a whole lot more. We'll uh, go right into detail of the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, a little bit of history as well, and we'll chuck in some tips and information. We'll also also put the spotlight on a caravan park located either during the road trip or at the final destination, but somewhere in that area. Look, the facilities, the services you can expect, the accommodation options, all that, we'll cover it all here on Road Trips Australia. Now, as I mentioned last week, regular contributors will be great to divide two as owner-operator Vic Widman, who has knocked up more miles around this country than just about anybody, as well as Michelle Hanson from Top Parks. And let me tell you, Michelle's got plenty of experience and can and give us plenty of tips when staying in a top caravan park. So certainly do look forward to that. Other guests who we'll get on from time to time will be Australian traveller Mal Leyland and look forward to getting him on. And of course, my mate Adam Harvey. Both blokes have travelled Australia extensively, albeit for different reasons. So if you love heading off on a motorhome or you just love caravanning, camping or just getting in the car and taking off, you should love Road Trips Australia. You too can be a part of it. Just send me an email by going to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on contact. Now, as I mentioned, Adam Harvey, we did this last week. I did this on the radio as well. I absolutely love this song. I'm going to kick it off. I think he might have written this song for us. It is an absolute humdinger. We love it. Highway number one. Highway number one goes on forever. Once you hit the road, it never ends. Just ask anyone who's ever been there. You go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, camper van, get there anywhere you can I'll see you out on highway number one It starts off with a strange uneasy feeling You're doing things outside the old routine Instead of reading better homes and gardens You're getting lost in travel magazines Then one day you wake up humming on the road again That's when you know 
it's time to go Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, caravan, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one The rhythm of the road's a song of freedom Looking through your windscreen at the world Oh, every night there's new stars on the ceiling and a big backyard to greet at every turn Let's sing you thinking as you face the road ahead I wish I'd known years ago Savannah Way, Great Northern, Northwest Now you're in WA, head down the south The west and then the south goes in the air Oh, 15,000 K's all up and hey You're still not there Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there You go around once and you'll go around again don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, caravan, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one North, south, east, west On the road with no address When you're out on highway number one Oh yes, how good is that song from Adam Harvey? We certainly do love it and it is as if he had written that song just for us. It is an absolute cracker and if you haven't bought that yet, you should get out and do it because it's an absolute beauty and uh, I think it's onto a dead set winner and although at the moment we are sitting at home in what we're supposed to be calling self-isolation, it won't be long until we are out on highway number one and all those other highways that will, we can't wait for that. In the meantime, let's go to our man Vic Whitman. And Vic Whitman is back this week based on his performance last week. It was actually fairly, uh, it was actually what I would call exceptional last week when we spoke about the uh, Great Ocean Road. And just on last week's podcast, uh, look, thank you very much for all the well wishes and the people who tuned in. Uh, really appreciate that. I received a few emails there and really do appreciate people, uh, their comments. And this is the sort of stuff that we're talking about at the moment and that we love. And, uh, and road trips are all part of that. This week is something a little bit different, something we've done on the radio a couple of times, but not in Vic Widman style. Vic Widman, let's get him on. Vic, g'day. Oh, g'day there, mate. Hey, what's the deal? We're getting some emails. Are they all talking about me? Uh, there was a couple saying, geez, couldn't you do better than that? But anyway. 
Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks very yeah. much. You're, you're scraping the bottom of the birdcage. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you, you know what? You look you a bit be, like that too, actually. You'd find there's the a fair of the... bit of shell grit down here, mate. I said grit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate. But uh, it is good. But no, it was good and it was big last week. And you obviously did yeah. your research and you'd obviously driven that raid a few times anyway. So it worked out well. I mean, you know, it was a good one. And it was a bit of an obvious one, of course, for our first yeah, Road sure. Trips podcast, mm-hmm. the Great Ocean Road. But... Mate, you've you've come up with another corker this week. Well, look, um, you know, you, you put your thinking cap on and you try and think of roads. And you know, I'm I'm a four driver, as you know, um, but I'm also a car enthusiast, and I, I love drives and I love getting out. Um, you know, I mentioned last week, you know, I've been in various four drive uh, four drive clubs and running my own business, and of course, various car clubs and that. So it, when you talk about road trips, um, it's it's hard to, to go past anything that does provide a classic drive along with some great scenery um, and and some great history. And um, the one I'm talking about tonight is a place called Thunderbolts Way, mate. Yeah, it's a beauty. It is a fantastic drive. And it's in a great region, too, of New South Wales. I love it up there. It's fantastic. Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's north of Gloucester. So the actual Thunderbolts Way goes all the way from Gloucester all the way up to Walker and then across to the New England Highway, Urella, and then it even goes right on in into Inverell. So it's that northern um, you know, Tablelands area, which is a spectacular part of our, our beautiful state of New South Wales and, and a great part of Australia, of course. Yeah, I know, mate. The thing I like about it, Vic, is that um, up there, it's one of those places we can go to in winter or summer. For me, preferably, I like it up there in the cooler months. It's just... I don't know. It just seems to be more, picture, you know, more picturesque. It's just fantastic. I, 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 that whole region, the New England region as well. It's just, it's just got something about it. I mean, in the cooler months, it's a beautiful place to go for a getaway up there. I reckon. Well, I can tell you what, mate. It gets very, very cool up there in winter. Mm. Uh, I mean, some of the some of the coldest uh, re- recorded temperatures are actually up in that New England plateau mm. around Urala and Armadale and uh, Glen Innes and Gyra. Gyra is one of oh, the, mate, the coldest places in the country. <laughs> I know. Gyra can get very, very <laughs> cold. But I, mean, I, did say, I didn't say in the bowels of winter. I said in the cooler months. But even in wintertime, I mean, you can get up there and you can light a fire and relax. It's beautiful. It's, there's just something oh, yeah. about it in the cooler months because it can get fairly warm too in summer. Oh, yeah. Well, look, I, I like this time of the year. Autumn is spectacular. And in mm. fact, given the northern tablelands, look, you know, I, I reckon probably around about May, and, and you know, we're, we're all under restrictions at the moment, but that autumn period around late April, mid-May, uh, because you've got the changing colours of the trees, uh, so you've got all the autumn leaves and all that, which just add this spectacular splash of oranges and reds through the towns, the quaint little towns, and, and the beautiful you know, um, stations that are along the way, the cattle stations, the sheep stations, you'll pass through when you get up onto the tableland itself up around Walker. So, you know, yeah, I think that's a pretty special time to travel. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. All right, well, tell us about it. Tell, <laughs> give, tell, give us your take on on um, on this road trip because it is a beauty. Well, look, mate, yeah, look, as I say, um, it starts off in Gloucester and that's just inland from the Pacific Highway, of course, on the old Buckets Way. And even the drive up from... Uh, where you turn off on the highway following Bucket's Way along to Gloucester. And, and Bucket's is a strange name in itself, but there's a mountain just outside Gloucester which um, is called the Bucket's, and I think it's just shaped like a couple of buckets is why they call it that. And someone will probably ring in and 
tell us or email and tell us that uh, it's named after some bloke called Harry Bucket or Freddie Bucket. Who knows? Um, but I've got to be careful what I say now. Um, <laughs> it is a podcast, you know they, but you're careful anyway, mate. Well, you know what they say about that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but in Gloucester itself, I'd grab some fuel there. You know, you you want to top up. Um, there's plenty of fuel along the way. I mean, the little town of Barrington's not far out. Uh, you sort of like head as if you're going to go over Barrington Tops itself. You know, up over the Scone Road, but you turn off just past Barrington and he- keep heading north. Um, there's not a lot of fuel from that point on. You do go through a little town called Nowendock. Uh, it's just off the road. And I can tell you a little bit of Vic Whitman history, mate. If you want to hear a little bit of Vic Whitman history, that mm. now and Doc's firmly planted in in my memory banks. Let me tell you. Yeah, what's that? Uh, tell us the history. Well, way back in about 1971, I was a young bloke, a very young bloke, mm. and um, had had my first vehicle, my first little Morris 1100, as it was. And uh, me and a mate and his old um, beat up old Volkswagen, we went away for the weekend as boys do when you're 17 years old. And, um, yeah, look, mate, I lost it on a bit of a dirt road there in our dock. And we were sliding through the long grass sideways. And I'm thinking, oh, it's all good. It's all going to come to a halt eventually. Uh, unbeknown to me, there was a very, very large rock right in the middle of that grass. And mm. it basically tore the whole front end off the front of the car. And uh, it was a pretty bad accident. The, the vehicle stopped and stood up on its nose and came back down. And I, I was just a bit of a sore back. But, you know, being a young bloke, 17 years old, written off his first $600 car, which was like worth a fortune in those days. Mm. And um, and then I had to get it you know, brought back home on the back of a tip-up truck and then face the old man because I was still living at home. And, you know, basically he just said, well, you know, that'll earn you. And it sure did. Oh, I think I've only ever had one other accident since then, and which was not my fault when someone ran into me, you know. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's like... It holds that, that little bit of a, a mystique. All, that road's all disappeared now because that was all gravel in those days. Mm, yeah, no, exactly right, mate. It's amazing. It just shows then you talk about back in the day and you had to get home and your your dad's given it to you and everything. I mean, you just travelled for a while, Vic. But it is, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it, there's a bit of history, there's a lot of history on this particular road and, and, it, it's, uh, and it's a rich history and a lot, a lot happened up there. Yeah, that's right. Well, even the name itself, Thunderbolt's Way, mm. you know, you, it, it conjures up, you know, images of maybe there's a lot of storms up there and, you know, it's like Lightning Ridge. You know, they, they called Lightning Ridge because of the electrical storms and the fact that there was iron in the in the rocks up there and they kept getting lightning bolts hitting there. And Thunderbolt's Way has actually got nothing to do with the weather. It's all to do with Captain Thunderbolt, one of our great, uh, great bush rangers, in fact. And uh, Captain Thunderbolt, he started off his life, um, would you believe, he was born out your way, out near Wilberforce, and then as a young fellow, up to about 10, 11 years old, lived in Windsor. Yeah, not far from where you are. Yeah, no, that's right. I could be related to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you could be, because he was actually quite a, he was called the, the, the gentleman bush ranger. Mm. In fact, the, the story goes that, that he pulled over this, this bloke on horseback up there on the northern tablelands and... You know, you know, bail up, bail up, as they used to say. Mm. And um, and he said, give us all your money. And this guy only had four shillings to his name. Mm. And in fact, when he took it off him, he looked at it, he looked at the poor beggar, and he thought, no, I can't do this. And he gave him his money back. <laughs> he said, keep going, you know. So in, maybe you are related, because you're a pretty kind-hearted kind of guy, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm a gentleman, Rick. That's all good, mate. And you can actually check yeah. out Thunderbolt. You can actually check out his cave. I mean, he was... 
Um, I mean, he was massive up in that whole region and, and, and did a lot of things, but drank at a lot of the pubs that were up there and things like that. But you can actually check, his, check out his cave. Yeah, that's right, mate. There's a there's a cave just north of Glenis, um, a few caves out, out of there. Time post, only about 300 metres off the road that you can go to, a little hideout that he had. It's only a, a very shallow type cave. Um, there's uh, there's a statue of him um, riding his horse where the uh, Thunderbolts Way meets the New England Highway at, at Urella. So you know, there's a bit of a bit of that history. There's there's tracks and things named after him. You know the track I'm talking about? Mm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I've seen. And, and, have you been in the cave? That's what I was going to ask. Because I don't think I'd fit in it, would I? No, you wouldn't fit, mate. No, no. <laughs> and I definitely wouldn't want you to try if I was in there. <laughs> mm. Have you been in there? <laughs> uh, no, mate. No, I've um, I've looked at it. I've taken a photo of it, but um, but no, I've. I have deep respect for caves, and um, I'm happy to stay outside of them. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Well, I know that. Um, I know. Well, I know that a few people that have been in. You can you can actually go in and, and check it out. It's certainly um, it's certainly different. But what else is? What else can you expect on this trip, mate? Because it is a good road trip, and it's a beauty, and it's one that you can do in any vehicle, really. Yeah, that's right. Look, it, as I say, it's a, a sealed road all the way through. It's um, it doesn't tail a very very long. And steep climb. If you're if you're heading from Gloucester up, you know just something to be aware of, particularly if you're towing your van uh, or your trailer. Um, look, you know today's modern vehicles and modern four-wheel drive that, that tow vehicles like the you know, trailers and vans, they're, they're they're far better than they used to be in the old days. But mm. but you still want to remember most of them are automatic. You need to take it out of drive when you get on the big hill and whack it down into second or third gear. So that the the old gearbox, the old auto tranny is not hunting up and down all the time. Because mm. that's that's what can do damage. That overheats the oil in the transmission. Mm. Oh, well, also, look, apart you, from that, Vic, too, I mean, you think about the brakes in your car. So, I mean, if you can get the engine to pull you up a little bit, especially with some of these, oh, so a lot yeah. of these autos have that sports mode. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, look, if you're coming down, if you're coming down the hill from Walker down, mate, if you're going the opposite direction, yeah, you'd have no brakes if you didn't pull it back in, in yeah. as you say, the sport mode and bring it down the second gear and just dab the brakes occasionally. Mm. But look, when you get out of Gloucester and you, you turn off the road uh, just past Barrington to head north, there's a couple of small campsites. Um, Glory Vale Reserve, it's, it's right on the road. It's a, it probably could get a bit noisy and it's really only big enough either for one, one camper trailer or a couple of tents. It's, mm. it's right on the river. It's quite pretty, but it is right on the road. But the cracker is one called Bretine Reserve. Uh, now, you start to climb up, up the hills. There's a lot of rolling hills once you get out of Gloucester. So you're up and down, up and down quite a bit. Very, very winding roads. Extremely spectacular scenery. And when you, when you get almost, you know, to the top of this particular climb, one of the first big climbs you do, there's a turn off on your right. It's a left-hand turn and it goes off and straight over the side of the hill. Uh, it's a good dirt road down to it. In fact, when you, when you turn off, you look all the way down. You know, this great big paddock, this big flat down on the bend in the river, and you'll see a whole multitude of vehicles and, and caravans and that down there. So it's uh, it's it's a, a no charge type you know camping area down there, and uh, and it's a cracker. It's a lovely spot. In the early days of my travels, I've camped there a few times. Beyond that Brett um reserve, there's probably not much other camping until you get all the way up to Walker. Uh, up in the caravan park up there, but shortly after that is uh, is when the road really starts this this constant big climb, and it, it probably climbs for a good you know eleven to twelve kilometres 
you are climbing all the way up. Mm. Um, and you're going literally from 100 metres above sea level all the way up to 1,000 metres above sea level. Mm. Now, that's a big climb anyone's worth, mate. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. I mean, that is, and especially pulling a van up a hill up like that. Yeah, yeah you want to be into it. That's um, certainly one, whatever climb. What about any little little stalls, shops, cafes, things along the way, places that are worth a look? Look, I, I think Walker would be the place to go. Uh, now and Dock's a very sleepy little place and just being off the road a little bit, you know, like you can pull in there and have a look, but it's a very, it, it's just a speck on the, on the map, you know, and apologies to anyone living in now and Dock, but it is a pretty quiet place. But Walker itself is a lovely little town, mate, and especially as I've mentioned in the autumn now, there's a lot of autumn colour in Walker itself. They actually have a great festival in October um, and uh, they've got a sculpture park there with up to about 50 plus sculptures and I'm talking rather large sculptures. In fact, there's one of a whale which is virtually life-size sticking up out of the ground. So it's a a walk around the park with the sculptures all around it and uh, that's quite an initiative that the little town of Walker has made uh, itself. The other thing that I probably should mention is that partway up that big climb I was talking about, or almost at the top, uh, is a, a lookout that's devoted to the guy that actually opened the road up. It's called Carson's Lookout. And it's got a bit of a yarn to it as well. Eric Carson was a sawmiller down in Gloucester. Right? And, and in fact, all this area, um, after the bush rangers were, were through there, it was the timber you know, cutters and the timber getters who really opened up this this part of the country. Now, look, we're talking, mate, we're talking 1960, so this isn't that long ago. Mm, that's so right. So 19... Yeah, look, it's like I was even around then. Mm. You were probably <laughs> almost around. I was almost, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't quite here, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, so um, he he was a, a, a timber cutter uh, working one of the sawmills in Gloucester, and, uh, and there's, like, beautiful big trees all up through that area, and... He wanted to try and get some roads in. There was no road up this mountain and all the way up towards Walker. Mm. So he kept lobbying the, the local pollies about it. And <laughs> as you do when you lobby a polly, you don't get anywhere. Mm. And in the end, he took he took action into his own hands and he went out there and, you know, <laughs> built the road. He, he knocked down a few trees. And, in fact, when you drive it, I mean, it, it's a fairly precipitous drive, as they say, mm. as you go up the side of the mountain. And uh, so he put the original bullet trail and, and road and four-wheel drive track in, which has become Thunderbolt's way. So when they did the road up, um, only about oh, 10, 15 years, probably 15 years ago when they sealed it, they actually cleared an area right at the top. And it's a magnificent view. You could just pull in there. There's plenty of room to stop. Like I've been in there with a convoy of eight four-wheel drives. You can get them all off the road. And you look down into this valley off, off to the to the, uh, the west of the range, and, mate, it is one of the best views in the whole of the New England area. Yeah. Oh, mate, I love it up there. It really is. And, and you, 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 what do you think? I reckon you could spend, what, a good week up in that area, and you mentioned the New England and, you know, the Tamworth and go, yeah. you know, up to Armidale and some of the some of the towns around. Oh. Just fan, just and I, I know, I think it was Walker. I can't remember where we were, where we'd stopped and... And um and, and my missus needed to go to the uh the bathroom and, yep. and went to the public facilities there, the public toilets in the park. They even had yep. and this is the thing about country towns, they even had like of uh, vases with flowers. 
In, in no. so, I mean, just amazing. I mean, I mean, you could imagine. He could imagine. I reckon someone's gone in there after buying them and left them. And oh, he, he no. walked out, mate. No, not That's at all, unreal. mate. Because they just finished cleaning them. And I mean, I mean, and you look at some of the parks that are in country towns. Yeah. They're just so amazing. And I know it's a completely. You know, I mean, we're a long way from where we're talking about. But I mean, you go to the town of Juneau with the park in the middle of the main street and the the glorious yeah. old railway station and. The way everything's, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the the park in the middle of town is just immaculate. And I mean, obviously, we, we went there many, many years ago and put in a, a Ray Warren statue. But apart from that, yeah. the um, which 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 then the, the council did a great job in building a garden around that and, and continue to maintain all of that. But country towns are like that, aren't they? The, the buildings are different. They, it's in a lot of country towns you'll go to, Vic. It's it's like you're going back in time. Well, the, you're right, mate. And look, there's a lot of history. A lot of these towns were established in the 1800s and mm. the, in the early 1900s, and they've got architecture from that period. You know, and you talk about the grand old railway stations, the grand old post offices, even the police station and courthouses. And uh, you know, when you travel around our great country, you know, that, those are the buildings that are still standing. You know, standing the the, the weathering of time, mm. so to speak. But uh, but look, there is a lot to see. We, when we went up with the with the car club, we stayed in a lovely little motel in Walker itself, mm. and then we just you know headed from Walker back down along that um, that Oxley Highway. And there's all sorts of national parks, there's waterfalls to go and see, um, all within like half an hour of Walker. Let alone as you mentioned, you know, like what about Armadale? Armadale is the city of churches, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, and, and look, there's there's a there's a, another two or three great road trips that over the time, you know, I, I want to try and bring to you because there's a, there's a good two or three other great road trips between that New England highway and the Pacific Coast. You know, oh, uh, they're all great drives. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And and that one that I, is it the is it the Oxley the one I did from um, the one yep. from Tamworth yep. across to Port Macquarie, mate, just spectacular and. You come into that little town, there's a pub there, and it's got the mountain sides and the ridges as a backdrop to the entire village and just yeah, spectacular yeah. scenery. Like things that you would see in a you know, in a in a European um, travel brochure. Yeah. Just a, the, amazing. You're starting to sound like the, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Yeah, apart from that, yeah. I mean I, <laughs> But I mean and I was lucky because I went I went across there when we were in Tamworth in January for the uh, Country Music Festival, and I had to go across to Port Macquarie. And I think we spoke about this on the radio show. And it had mm. rained. It had rained up there, and they'd, they'd been they'd been devastated by bushfires, you know, in the months prior to that. And the road was actually right. closed for you know for about almost two months, I think. And and uh, there was so much lumber cut down that they'd had to cut all the burnt trees and damaged trees down to make the road safe. But what had happened in a couple of weeks prior to me driving across, it had rained, and yep. it was just unbelievable. The the, the scenery, the green, the, and, and it had been a while at that point. Really appreciated it because, as you know, a lot of us had um had hadn't seen blue skies for a while because every time you went outside there was bushfire smoke, and yeah. you know, and, and and it was the first time in in God knows how many weeks that I'd driven somewhere where everything was green. And the sky was blue, and I, and I guess it was probably mm. like, oh mate, here we are, we're back. But it was, yeah. but that road across there, and and again, it it, it gets very windy and, and things like that. But that's a great road trip. That road trip from Port Macquarie oh, to Tamworth, right. or either way, it's a beauty. 
that's right. Yeah, look, that actually Oxford Highway one. We'll have to do that, you know, sometime in the future because it is a brilliant drive. And I've spent a lot of time up in that area with four drive trips, and even four drives a year. We've done a few trips up around that way when anyone wants to judge on that. Um, a, a little snippet of information I just remembered is that you, you may know of the Moon and Brook Hotel, which is on the western side of the Barrington Tops, um, you know, like near Stroud, uh, sorry, near um, Scone, um, but right at the base of the range. Well, for many, many years, they had a bullet hole in the wall mm. in, in the pub. And wasn't the me. story goes, wasn't it me. wasn't you. No, 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 but the story goes that it was our old mate, Captain Thunderbolt. Yeah, right, okay. And, uh, it was a, a stray bullet. But the interesting thing is, again, about Captain Thunderbolt is that he actually never killed anyone. Mm. You know, like he held up lots of people. He, mm. he, he, he was a great horseman as well. And, in fact, he worked at the Tokal uh, Horse Stud, which is a famous horse stud in that Scone area. And um, they reckon he stole up over, over 80 horses. Mm. Um, so he was a pretty good horseman. And, in fact, you know, he was on the run for six and a half years. And, uh, you know, that, that was the longest that any particular bush ranger had ever eluded the police. Mm. He was caught up with near Urala and they did shoot him and he died, you know. So but he's buried in the Urala Cemetery. Yep. Um and um and the story goes that they that, that in the nineteen twenties they someone left a, an Arnold's you know the old Arnold's biscuit tin. Yes. Someone left an Arnold's biscuit tin on his grave with a note to him and they reckon a couple of weeks later that, that biscuit tin was overflowing with notes, you know, to, to, to the to the long gone old um, Frederick Ward, which was his real name, mm. uh, and, and, and it's just that people knew of him, and even though he was a bit of a gangster, he was a gentleman bush ranger, and um, and some people admired him, as it turned out. Mm. He, he, in fact, he escaped from custody, um, which was on Cockatoo Island in the middle of Sydney Harbour. That's right. So, yeah, you know, he he. Do- he, he hid from the he hid from a work crew on the island. Now that island's not very big, and then when it when it fell dark, he actually swam across the harbour, across to what we now know as Woolwich, over over there on the you know on the north shore, mm. and then he then he made his way up up north. So he was a bit of a scoundrel for sure. But the place <laughs> the place would look so much different. I mean, I would love to just go back into those days and and have a look and see what place what the place looked like then. I mean, I know there yeah. are some old photographs around and. You know, and, and artist impressions, but it just would have been so much different. I tell you, well, that's a fair swim too from there across. I mean, you want to watch the Noah's Arks in the middle of the harbour back in those days, mate. <laughs> well, that's right, that's right. You know, I mean, that that's a pretty good swim. And uh, you know, a lot of our when we go back, and we are talking the eighteen hundreds. Uh, this is the middle of the eighteen hundreds. Mm. I mean, swimming wasn't something that people did. You no, got to remember right. that you know, mm. people weren't allowed to swim even on our beaches until what about the nineteen twenties or something? Mm. You know. Um, so yeah, like swimming wasn't something that people did naturally, like we do now. Mm. So yeah, that that was quite a feat for him to to achieve that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was the brightest spark though, because he, he eventually, you know, got a ticket of leave, as they call it, and he um, and he went um, and that's when he uh, sorry he got a ticket of leave, which allowed him to, to go up to Mudgee. He had to stay in the area of Mudgee. And um, anyway, he, he got a girl up the duck, as they call it, and she wanted to go <laughs> back to it. Vic, Vic, I never heard you no, talk like saying. that. Yeah. No, look what happened. Mm. And um, and she wanted to go back to where her dad was, which is over near Dungog. So he took he took her over to Dungog so that she could have the baby. Mm. And of course, that was the worst thing he could have done. So when he came back to Mudgee, he got arrested 
But when I say he wasn't a brightest spark of energy, he rode in the Mudgee on a stolen horse that he'd stolen. So um, he got so when he got sent back to Cockatoo Island, and that's that's when you know four years later he he, he made the great escape and swam across, and then he became a bush ranger. Mm. And for the next six and a half years, he roamed that New England area, doing doing what bush rangers do, mate. You know, holding things up. Yeah. A bit like a bit like you know the rafters in your house, holding yeah. things up. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he did. All right, mate. Well, that's not a bad one. Anything else? You? Oh, hang on, Vic. Stop laughing. Don't. No, 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 Vic. Vic, you've been going well, now you're going to start laughing at your own jokes that aren't even funny. Oh, well, you don't. Gee, somebody's got to laugh at Anything else you want to add about this one? This road trip, it is a beauty. It's a great part of New South Wales. And, um, and yeah, for people who want to travel, anything else you want to add to that? A couple of good places to stay. The Fossickers Caravan Park at Venus, that's a top park. Um, and also the Sapphire City Caravan Park in Israel, they're both top parks, mate. Yeah, no, so good stuff. They're, we'll actually... they're good places to stay at. Yeah, mm-hmm. beauty. And we're actually going to talk to um, to um, Michelle Hansen from Top Parks because there's a park up in that region that I have actually stayed at, uh, which is in Tamworth, the Austin, which is a beauty. And if you want to explore the whole area, why not go and check out Tamworth while you're at it? So, and there's really a park there which we'll talk about shortly. But uh, no, yeah. well done, Vic. You've done well again. I mean, I think you might have to up your score here. I think you've probably gone to a seven and a half now out of ten. Oh, she's done. <laughs> I'm impressed with that. Seven and a half. <laughs> you gave me a six earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're very hard markers here, mate. No, very, very good, mate. Well done, all mate. Right. And um, and obviously, if people want to contact you and and uh, and do all of that as well as go on some of your tag along trips, they just go to your website. That'll be it, 4wd.net.au. That's the Great Divide Tours website. And, um, yeah, look, you know, if you want to go somewhere, I'll take you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you've been doing that for a while. You've taken plenty of people around over a long, long period of time. Also, you can get onto Vic Widman's um, newsletter, which is an absolute beauty. You just go to uh, that website, so go to 4wd.net.au, send Vic an email, just say, Vic, I'd like, to get that. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter and he'll send that out. And for people out there who are, and and, and, it's, and this is not even for the hardcore four-wheel drivers, if you've just, you know, you've just got yourself a, a you know, a four-wheel drive and a caravan and you want to do a little bit of dirt road driving and get into some of the national parks around the place, do yourself a favour and book into one of Vic's driver dra- training days, uh, weekends rather, get down there and do a driver trainer course. It's a go and, and do some of that because I, I remember we were down there, Vic, there was that, that couple yep. who were, what, in their 70s who had never driven off-road in their life and by the time they left, you had them with their wheels in the air. Remember the bloke looked like Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, remember I nicknamed him Dustin That's Hoffman. Right. That's right, you did too. But when I met that couple... And and they just re- you know not long retired and bought themselves a, a four wheel drive and a little and a little off road van uh, and wanted to do some dirt roads which is why they enrolled. When I met them on the Friday, I wouldn't have thought they would have achieved what they did by the Sunday afternoon. And either did they. And uh, yep. by the yep. time it, by the time they'd left, they were much more capable. They'd learnt the capabilities of their vehicle. And they actually tested their own capabilities and did better than they actually thought they would. I, I was actually stunned. I thought, mate, and I look, and they had such a great time. So uh, for anyone out there that's, that's just getting into it, and just you know, even you might not be planning to do 
really big, you know, four-wheel drive trips. It's not about that. It's about just knowing your capabilities when you go into national parks and some of these off the, you know, off the highway places and you go and do those dirt tracks and little water crossings. It's good to know what you can and can't do. And Vic will show you all of that at his fantastic uh, facility down there at Braidwood. Go to the website, 4wd.net.au, and check out all of the tag-along trips. And it won't be long before we're back out doing those trips and, uh, and check out the driver training as well. Victor... You're a good sure, man. Mate. We'll catch up next week. Well, I look forward to it, mate, and I'll dream up some other great drive uh, to talk about. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Good on you, Vic. And that was Vic Widman. And uh, like I say, check him out, 4wd.net.au, or simply just go on to Google and just put in Great Divide Tours. And as you know, this podcast is in partnership between Blue Collar Media and, of course, Top Parks. And don't forget, there are Top Parks just about everywhere in Australia. And although currently caravan parks are closed, they are still out there doing what they do, getting things ready for when we open back up again. And you can check them out on Facebook as well. And uh, and look, while you're at it, check out that website because that is where you can join the G'day Rewards program. And for when you are out travelling and staying in a Top Parks, you can um, get special deals with that but but it comes with a whole lot more and uh, and uh, it's just one of those things you need to do if you're out traveling get yourself build yourself a relationship with top parks because i'm telling you now you will not regret it most caravan parks that are part of the top parks chain are family owned and run businesses and very very friendly staff in those parks and i know that firsthand because i have stayed at a few now as you know we talk to michelle hansen on this on, on this podcast each week from Top Parks, I'm happy to say she's on the line. I hope she's sober. Michelle, good day. Well, good day. I, I am sober. I did just open a gin. Does that count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for people who should, for people who don't know, we actually at the moment, and we will change this, but we are currently just re- recording this podcast for you of a night time. So we sort of do our work for the day, and then we put it together. But we will lock in a, a, a time for us so we know we will be sober. And uh, we both, I've got to tell you, I'll be honest with you, Michelle, I'm kicking back at the moment. I'm just opening a nice cold one while we do this. And it's good to do. I mean, that's what we do. Caravanners do that. I mean, how many times, Michelle, do you go to a caravan park and people set up as quick as they can and the first thing they do is grab a cold one out of the fridge and kick back and relax? Absolutely. And somebody will be walking past and watch, you know, oh, you're nearly done. Okay. And turn up with a beer. Yeah, exactly. And go, okay, let's do it. So. I think it's um it's who we are, and I think everybody's missing it at the moment that social interaction. Mm. And um, you know, I was just having virtual drinks actually with the um a few of the girls from the industry body. So you know, I don't know, there's about twelve of us on Zoom there. Everybody had a drink. We were just having a bit of a girls' night in. Yeah, so, yeah there's a bit of that yeah. going on at the moment. But anyway, I mean, but it won't be long, and it won't, it won't be long before we, you know, we're back out there on the road and we're doing it and. And, and the one thing, and I've said this many times, the, the thing I like about caravan parks is that, I mean, you, you can go on a holiday and, it, and depending on what sort of job you have, it can take you anywhere up to a week just to switch off. But when you go to a caravan park, you, you get in, you set up and there'll be a barbecue going and there'll be someone sitting under their awning of their van having a beer and there'll be kids on bikes and... You switch off a lot faster when you stay in a caravan park. There's just something about it because everyone's in there doing the same thing that you are and all of a sudden you just get into that into that mode. You just get yourself into the zone of, you know what, I'm not at work it, now. How good is this? 
that's it. It's like it's like a little bit of magic. Like you drive through, jump into the office, do what you got to do, come out, find your site or find your cabin, and it is that it's instant. It's like okay, I'm done. I'm mm. here, and I can stop now. I don't have to think about anything else. Just unpack the necessities, i.e., the esky. And you're done. It's <laughs> yes. all good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or unless you like me, you migrated to the outdoor slide-out fridge, which you've seen on my van. Oh, I've seen that. It is very <laughs> flash. Very flash. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, now look, we've been talking about um, the, the New England region and, and a great road trip um, this week on Thunderbolts Way. But when you get up around that area, you can spend a bit of time exploring the towns and the little villages that are up there. And one of those towns, of course, is Tamworth up in the New England region. And we're going to talk today about Austin Caravan Park because it's an absolute cracker. And as we know, I have stayed there. I stayed there for the Country Music Festival. Um, it's a fantastic caravan park, again, run by very, very friendly people, right up to the fact you you, you pull in... And they escort you down to your site, make sure that you have no dramas backing your van in. They, they help you every which way they can. The place was immaculate. I've got to say, and I'm not just saying this now because we're doing the thing with um, this podcast with you, but I, I will tell you now, they were the cleanest amenity block I've ever seen in any caravan park ever. They, they do take a lot of pride in their park. So Frank and Alison there, so... Dad and daughter are like in charge there, and it's a very, very family orientated business. Mm. And there's no such thing, you know, with the cabins like they are you clean them till they're clean. Mm. There's none of this, you know, you go to a hotel and those poor cleaners or housekeepers have got 20 minutes to do a room, doesn't matter mm. what it looks like. Mm. It just, it just doesn't work like that, especially at Austin. It is you clean it till it's clean. Yeah, just And amazing. every single time, they, they never have to spring clean because they're done properly every single time. It's yeah. amazing. They yeah. are awesome. Yeah, very thorough. And, and I just, like I said, and I'm not just saying it, just the, and I mean, you know, they weren't the, the latest, you know, ultra-modern amenities box, but, you know, who needs that? As long as they are clean, they were still very good. Uh, but just immaculate, it looked like no one had been in there. It was just amazing. But uh, apart from that, I mean, obviously we don't just talk about amenity blocks, but the park itself and the layout as you drive, it drops down. It's a, you come in the driveway, you get the offices there to your right, there's a swimming pool, which I will say to you, um, Michelle, I spent a fair bit of time in with a few other blokes of an Arvo having a beer there at the end of the day because it was like 40 every day. It was a bit of a meeting it was a bit of a meeting spot the pool area but yeah but what happened was that when you drive into this park and it's, and we'll tell people exactly where it is in a minute but you drive in off the New England highway straight into the driveway then the offices at your right then the road goes down a little bit of a slant then drops down this little hill so you have some cabins and you have some caravan sites at the top but then when you drop down the hill the road then takes you around into some of the most amazing shady grassy camp areas and caravan sites all on the on the river there just amazing and, uh, unbelievable it's amazing you can go for a walk along the peel river there mm. and um it's it's beautiful like there's platypuses and well platypi whatever you would like to call them today they're um in the river there and you can see them the, the kids love getting down there and, you know, the ducks and all that sort of thing that you'll see around the river. 
Mm. It's just a magical spot, you know, down there amongst the trees. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's a pretty big park, isn't it? I mean, I'm not sure if you're across how big it is. Do you know? It, it's 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 a it's a few acres. It it would be. It'd be at you know. I reckon that they'd be at least two and a half. I'd say mm, probably at bigger least. than that. Even it's, it's yeah, a fair, it's yeah. a great and it just laid out so well. And and then there's you know you've got your camp kitchen and social areas where you can get together, but. The thing I liked about it, and if people want to go on to the Austin Tourist Park website, you'll see the, you just go onto the gallery and you'll see what we're talking about. Just fantastic shady spots up there, you know, grassed areas and immaculately laid out, just perfect. And if, and, and very social, because once you're down on that area, and the thing I liked about it, because we were sort of up the top a bit, and you'd look down onto this area and it was like you were sort of looking at a drone shot of all these sites. And it just it just reeked of atmosphere, if, if you know what I mean. It was like, how good is this? All these people, though, and at that particular time, they were all there for the festival, so um, everyone was friendly. But that's the thing about caravan parks. It is very rare that you'll go and stay in a caravan park and there'll be a narc or, you know, someone in a few doors down or somewhere because everyone is there for the same thing. And, and, it, was, and it just creates its own atmosphere. And Austin do a great job of the way they've laid it out to create that atmosphere for you. It's just a great spot. Yeah, and it doesn't matter which spot you're in. Like, you know, mm. some parks you go into um, or some, you know, even hotels or anything like that, you go in and you'll end up in the back corner and you're looking at a brick wall or something like that. It mm. doesn't matter where you are and, and that seems to be right across our network. There's no such thing as a bad site. Mm. They've all been thought about. They're all in great spots and everywhere you go, even though there's a lot of people around you sometimes, you don't feel like there is. Mm. You can be as involved as you want to be or if you just want that time out, which I don't think any of us want at the moment. Everybody wants to be with everybody else. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, you know, like maybe maybe by next Christmas when we're a bit like, okay, we're done with people again. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, <laughs> might want a little bit of time out. But at the moment, I think it'll be very social and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a hugger if, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get a hug. Mm. And I've found it really difficult. So <laughs> I've told all my friends, look out, it's going to get a little bit inappropriate. Uh, like, oh, it's, really? It's going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You have had a couple of drinks tonight, Michelle. Anyway, yeah. so, but I've got to say to you, the thing, the thing where, and, and this is where, where you know, you can, you can read reviews and you, we can say what we like. The thing that stood out for me was obviously, I mean, there was a few people who knew who we, who we were there and were chatting, and there were people there that were staying there for the festival that stay at that park every year. And the thing that got me was that they made sure they booked their site for next year. It was just... Now, if that... That is when you know you're doing something right, when you've got people driving out the gate, pulling up and walking in saying, can you book my site for next year? Absolutely. And... Mm. Um and that, that's the big tell. Like repeat business is that's when you know you're super successful, mm, you know, yeah. and, um, and maintaining those, those guests is what we're all about. Mm. It's about, as you said earlier, building that relationship. And it doesn't matter which park you go into, you, you come to expect that same level of hospitality and just feeling so welcome. Mm. and part of the family. Yeah, absolutely. So Austin Tourist Park, it's just out of town on the northern side of Tamworth on the New England Highway. You really can't miss it. 
as you're driving out of uh, Tamworth heading towards Armadale, you'll drive for about, I think it's about three or four k's. And on your right-hand side, you'll see um, a little pub there and right next door to that little pub. And that little pub's pretty handy too, just quietly. You can, you can, I did spend a couple of nights in there, as you'd expect, but you can just drive into the Austin Tourist Park. And for anyone that's travelling along the um, that, that road trip that we've talked about earlier, uh, Thunderbolts Way and, of course, anywhere in that New England region and uh, you want to check out Tamworth, you need to book yourself into the uh, Austin Tourist Park. They certainly will look after you, which is... Quite amazing and, and, and just immaculate. That was the thing. I mean, it's it's a big job to keep caravan parks so immaculate and, and especially when you're looking at camp kitchens and social barbecue areas and them sort of places. And, of course, the amenities block. Like I said, it looked like no one had been in there. And I don't know how many times a day they did it, cleaned them, but that was just immaculate, which is also a testament to the people that were using them and staying and that, there. that's the thing. Because it's plain when you walk in, you walk out leaving it the same way. Mm, yeah. So it, it creates this sort of cycle of um, the more they look after it, the more the guests look after it. So yeah. it just becomes constantly perfect. Mm. And um, and the thing is, if there was anything happened or, you know, if somebody had, you know, made a mess or anything like that, they would be on that straight away. They, it would be bang, somebody would be down there fixed, done. Mm. Uh, great park there, fantastic. And, you know, and all the other things you come to expect, uh, very good laundry facilities as well as Wi-Fi, all that stuff. Little pool out the front and little areas where you can gather with people when we're allowed to gather again. Um, you won't be disappointed if you stay at Austin Tourist Park up there near Tamworth. It's an absolute beauty. Michelle, we've got a lot of parks. How many parks, top parks? We've got a, quite a number of them around the country, don't we? We're almost hitting the 300 mark. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Almost. Uh, we're t- 299. Yeah. So we just did... Um, We've actually had a couple of parks join the network this week. Yeah, so um, so that they'll be um, nice new ones to have a look at as well. And you know, with the Gaday Rewards program, it just makes so much sense. Mm. Yeah, oh, definitely, oh, absolutely. And like as we say, top parks, more parks in more places, and that's no joke. They are absolutely that's- everywhere. If you want that, you know, want that beach escape, they're there. If you want to go regional towns, they are there. East, west, north, south, they are absolutely everywhere. And there is a park for everybody, for and for everybody's holiday, and of course, for everybody's road trip. Michelle, good I know. Stuff, but- <laughs> I've got one one quick little thing that I want to tell you. Yeah. You know how earlier you said that with the Gaday Rewards card, it has lots of other benefits as well. Yep. I just wanted to say my um, this week my dishwasher died. And that's a bad thing in my house ever. With the G'day Rewards card, I saved three hundred and thirty-three dollars on an eight hundred and fifty-dollar dishwasher at uh, the Good Guys yeah, the good by guys, using my yeah. G'day Re- by using my G'day Rewards card. Yeah, because you've partnered with some pretty good businesses and and, and well-known um, companies like the Good Guys. Uh, it's a great partnership, so people can go and they're, and they're actually getting benefits on their holiday or on their trip that they're not getting, that they don't even know about yet. Like you say, you've walked into the good guys and saved $300 because you're a G'day, yeah. G'day's Rewards member at Top Parks. I mean, how good's that? You know, That's people it. need to get onto that. How do they do that? Yep, so it's just when you've got your card, purchase your card, $50 for two years. So I've paid for like the next 12 years mm. um, in savings that I've made that way straight up. Mm. But jump on and then you just link it through to the good guys. You get the commercial pricing from the good guys. So it was amazing. Yeah, they're very, very good. And it's all all the details are on the website. Give us that website. 
www.topparks.com.au. All right, Michelle, go back to that social gathering. You're yeah, I'm going to go and that see the girls. On, that you're having on Zoom at the moment. Zoom, and, yes. uh, and we'll continue to tell people about Top Parks. And this this little podcast is all about road trips, getting out there and staying in places like the Austin Tourist Park. And we don't want to make it sound like a big ad, but at the end of the day, we want to give you as much information as we can. And, and let me tell you, and the reason I'm, I'm fairly passionate about the Austin Park, I've stayed there. I've, I've stayed there, actually stayed there twice now. And... and um, and I know what I'm talking about because I've been there and, and I know what the people are like. And it's just one of those parks. So if you are travelling in that New England region or if you're heading to the Country Music Festival in Tamworth or, of course, you're doing that road trip that we spoke about earlier with Vic Woodman, get yourself to Tamworth and stay in the Austin Tourist Park. You won't certainly won't be disappointed. And like I said, it's just far enough out of town. It's in a great spot. Michelle, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Pete. Talk soon. Good Have on a good you. week, everyone. Bye. That, and that was Michelle Hanson from... Top parks, and as you can see, Michelle certainly does know her stuff when it comes to caravan parks. I didn't know that. Almost three hundred. That's amazing, really. Uh, and like we say, there is a park. There is a, more more parks in more places, and a park to suit uh, absolutely everybody's needs. So there you go. Well, that is the uh, the podcast for this week, Road Trips Australia. We certainly do thank you for uh, tuning in. If you have done that, if you want any suggestions or any road trips that you may even may even have yourself that you want us to talk about here, you can simply send me an email. Go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on contact and just uh, send me an email. Certainly we'll reply to that email as well. But uh, if you do that, and, you, and like I said, there are road trips out there. Some will be obvious, some won't be so obvious, and some of them will even be dirt roads because there's an absolute road trip for everybody. And if you've got one you've done and it may not be, you know, it may not be so well known, let us know about it here. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com au and click on the contact button there. You can follow some of the road trips that we've done and some that we'll hopefully do in the future on our Facebook page as well. Just go to the Duck at the Duck and Duck Adventures and uh, like I say, we certainly do appreciate all of the feedback. But that is our um, that is our podcast for this week. We certainly do thank you for tuning in. And on behalf of Vic Whitman and, of course, Michelle Hanson and everybody at Top Parks, we thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in and look forward to doing it all again next week. Until then, uh, stay safe and we'll talk to you soon. Thinking about the things you haven't done. Caravan, campervan, get there anywhere you can. I'll see you out on highway number one. North, south, east, west, on the road. With no address when you're